So a diamond's like made, in case you didn't know, and like with a lot of heat and a lot of pressure deep in the earth, right? And and so like the clarity of it is talking about actually like you see blemishes and inclusions on a diamond, apparently. Like if you look at Jasmine's ring, you won't see anything. But, but there's like it blemishes and but anyways, so the clarity though of it is like the, the greater the clarity, like it's supposed to be like the more like perfect the diamond is, if that if, if that makes sense. And so my hope, this is also, uh, like this is the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is my hope is that like tonight we can have some clarity with what, where we're going. That actually that we can get more closely to perfection. To actually, so that when we hit fan and flame, we can actually come before fan and flame a little bit more perfect because we have clarity with where we're going, with what we're doing, and what we're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Um, and I'll say too, like there's like with that, like. For me preparing this talk, it brought up, like, I love preparing for this talk. It was fun. Like, it, because it's interesting. I love this stuff. Like, this is, like, this time of year, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I love this time of year because it's fun. You know, this is, like, I mean, all year is fun. Everything we do is fun, right? Because we're, we're building a kingdom. But, like, there's, just, there's something about this time of year where we're, like, great. All right, Lord. Like, let's do it. Like, let's, like, we're, we've been, like, building a relationship. We walk with people. And now it's, like. Great, let's actually, like, spirit, I'm going to get out of the way so that you can just freaking light people up, right? Um, and so, but with that, I kind of, as I'm preparing for it, I start, you start, like, in humility, I come before you guys of, like, like I, I, there's a lot of this stuff that I'm working on. There's a lot of this stuff that I'm, like, realizing, man, like, okay, I got a lot of work to do. But also, I think I come before you also in humility and in love that, like, what I don't want to happen with this conversation that we're about to have is I don't want this to be a time where we're like, sweet, all right, I've already heard this before. Cool. All right, like I, I've baptized in the Holy Spirit. Sweet, I've heard this. I've had this conversation a thousand times. Been a fan of flame, whatever. Like, if you're already coming before in this, this night, if you're already coming with like, all right, great. I've done fan of flame before. Um, I already like know what the, like, I know baptism of the Holy Spirit is. I know the Holy Spirit. Great. We're putting, the, we're, we're putting the spirit in a box by doing that. And so, like, my fear is, like, I don't want us to come and have thinking that we already know because we've already lost. So I want us to come with humility that actually the Lord has a lot for us tonight. The Lord has a lot for us um, this next few weeks. The Lord has a lot for us in the end of flame and way beyond that. Amen? Amen. Uh, so... Great. So y'all ready for this? Yeah. All right. So my brother-in-law, Vinny, good man, uh, good, faithful, strong Italian man. Short. Um, he, so he, it's okay. My sister's short too. So. Um, but no, so he, he has his, his grandparents, his grandfather on Christmas Eve this year passed away, um, which is really sad. And but he was 90 years old, lived a very full life. It was it was it's like it was time. Like everyone knew, like it was time for him to go. And he was it was good. Um, and but the the sad thing, I think the harder part was seeing his grandmother, who they've been married for what like 60 years or something like that, um, and she has dementia. And so when he passed away, she had no idea that he was even that sick. Like, she, she, like, the, the dementia was so, like, she just didn't realize, so no fault of her own, but she just didn't know how sick, 
sick her husband was. And so when he passed away, she's like, if only someone had told me how bad it was. Or if only he had, like, mentioned that it was this bad, like, maybe we could have done something. But, like, she didn't, you know, she didn't know. Um, now you're probably thinking, thanks, Michael. Way to start with a funeral story. The beginning of your talk. It's like, yeah, I get that. Um, but actually, like, I, I bring this up because I sympathize and I empathize with the grandma. Because I, as I reflect on this, um, and I, I think about like myself, I just actually see how how I I so often can approach the world and my brothers and sisters with and with that type of view of like this dementia view of the world that like I actually don't realize the gravity of the world that we live in. That I actually have a dementia to like actually I don't realize how bad my brother is suffering from addiction. That my sister how 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 much she's suffering with despair or um, being alone. Like I don't actually like grapple with how severe our world is. I have this dementia. And so my hope for this talk and this time, why I start with this, which is kind of, yeah, I get it, kind of like a, a heavy way to start is with a, a funeral talk and dementia. But actually, I want to, I would bring it up because I actually want us to wake us up so we can live in reality. So that we can actually shake the dementia from our minds and actually see clearly so that nobody in this room, no one that we're walking with, no one, like, the that no one gets to the end of the life and be like, man, if only someone had told me how bad that they were suffering from addiction. That if only some, like, someone had told me that like, she needed my help or that she just needed someone to smile at her or, or ask her, hey, how are you doing? Or hey, come to this retreat with us. You know, like, I, like to remove that from our lives that actually we can live in reality and take it for what it is. So that's, that's my hope for today, right? Is that we can actually like, shake the dimension from us and actually clearly see what's going on, right? Great. So, and with it, I think in this talk, I'm taking a lot. I'm going to be drawing a lot from uh, sober intoxication. How many of you all, honestly, how many of you all finished the book? I'll be honest. I didn't even finish the book over here. I'm in like 60 pages, no, like 50 pages out. But it's honestly, if you're not haven't read it, I really encourage you guys read it. The freaking this book is wrecking me, right? It's so it's so good. I literally told my brother about it, told him he had to read it. So, anyways, so sober intoxication. Um, I heard a homily by Father Mike Schmidt. I'm drawing a little bit from, um, and then also just over the years, just the different talks that Packer has given that, that I've heard. Um, so just let you know, and then I want this to be like a discussion, like I said. So there'll be some teaching. Some discussion and a little bit in between all of that. Cool. Y'all, y'all get it? So great. We're going to shake some dementia away from our, our brains. Great. So first question for you guys. Where, where does life in the, this is pretty simple. Where does life in the spirit begin? Baptism. Baptism. Yeah. Amen. Good job. Yeah, give it up for Evan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because you're wearing the Bucky shirt though. Um, great. So yeah. So just quick, like this. Is anyone was anyone not baptized as a baby here? Oh, wait. How old were you? I was ten. Sick. Yeah. Nice. Oh, come on. I just was curious. That's literally that's awesome. Cool. Praise God. I'm glad you're with us. Um, sweet. So at our baptism, right? So this is like basic catechesis, right? So baptism. What happens at baptism? Anybody? Welcome to the family of the church. Welcome to the family of the church. Good peace. 
What? Yeah, original sin is wiped out. Yeah. So yeah, so at baptism, like we're we're literally yeah, we're we're baptized into the family. That like before baptism, we're not in the family. After baptism, we're in the family. So like when we rise from the water, we are a new creation. Right? Um, so, and, and, and that's like, we talked about how like you're able to be Christ to the world. Like that, like you're able to be Christ to the world by your baptism, by the waters of your baptism, by like sin being wiped out. We're able to do that. We have the grace, the ability to do that because the Holy Spirit, that's where the Holy Spirit comes and actually lives in us by the waters of the baptism. Right? And then it's, of course, you have like confirmation. We can go into detail about that later. But like, there's like a whole progression of the sacraments, right? That are all kind of part of the the the, the sacraments of initiation, right? But and it's in all this we have gained access to our Father. That we have direct access to a Father who loves us because we're in this family. But now, all that said, I think y'all probably see where I'm going with this, right? Like, there's no secret here that there's a lot of people that are baptized that aren't living. It, like as children of the Father, right? Um, and I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, this isn't, I don't, yeah, this isn't any really big secret here. It's the, this post-Christendom, like, era that we're, does it, has anyone not heard that, or everyone heard that term before? Yes, no, maybe? Yes. It's okay if you have So basically, Christendom is basically a time and the era where, like, most people believed in Christ, and it's in general, like, everyone was being baptized and was living as a, like a Christian at some point. So it was like a normal, it, it was like normalized that everyone was Christian. Well, now we're like this post-Christendom era. Like that's not actually the reality of the world anymore. That like when we meet people, if they were baptized at all, they, the likelihood, like we cannot like assume that they're actually were baptized now. And we can't assume that they're living their baptismal call. And because like, but I'm sure most of us grew up in some type of environment that was pretty, like, Christian. Whether you went to a Catholic school, you grew up in Hudson, Ohio, or, like, you know, I'm sure, like, a lot of us have grew up in some type of, like, your small town, Ohio, that, like, everybody, like, was Catholic. And, you know, so, like, I'm sure, so, like, we all grew up in those sort of environments. But then, now we come to Ohio State, right? And, like, you may have had a lot of friends in high school that lived you know, that were, like, Catholic, but by the time they actually get to college and graduate college, right, like, they've probably fallen away from the faith, right? That's just, like, that's just the reality of the world that we live in. And then, and then this is something also, like, as I was, like, preparing this talk that really kind of, like, struck me also. Because then there's also people that aren't baptizing their children, which means, like, if someone's not baptized, as I mentioned earlier, like, they're not in the family of God. They're not a child of God because they're not baptized and they're, they're, they weren't washed clean of their like the original sin, right? Like, like, does that make sense? Like, that's, like I remember I was like listening to this like this homily and I was like talking and I was just like, like, I think I was blown away. It was like, yeah, like I think it's easy for us to be like, yeah, we're all a child of God. Like, you're my brother in Christ. It's like that's not the reality. Like, people aren't actually like living in that anymore. And then even if they are baptized, they might still be a child of God, but they're the wayward son that's already gone out, and they're like, they're they're uh, using their inheritance elsewhere, right? Like, um, so, so they they're still like they they chosen to live outside of the family of God, and like that has eternal consequences. 
Like that has eternal consequences for them, and for, that like they, they've chosen to live away from from the Lord. And and that's the re- again, that's like a reality that we live in. And but then for us that are the chosen, like that are actually living in this, that we have access to a Father who loves us. Like we have a responsibility because there's there's two things when it comes to actually having this right, like having a. Uh, access to the Father is that there's, there's real rights that come with it and there's real responsibility. Right? So the, the right, that we have a right to actually like to go to a Father and ask. Like, Father, like, we want, we need help here. Like, we have access, like, we have access to that and we have a responsibility to actually, when we meet people, to bring them into the, to the family. Right? We have access to the Father. Um, so real rights and real responsibility. I'm going to keep referencing this. Um, so, Father Cantal Mesa, in sober intoxication, he, he says, he talks about this situation I was just talking about, of this reality of our world. He says, in today's situation, rarely or never do baptized people reach the point of proclaiming in the Holy Spirit that Jesus is Lord. And because they have not reached that point, everything in, Christian, everything in their Christian lives remains unfocused and immature. Read that again. Because they have not reached that point of declaring Jesus is Lord through the Holy Spirit, everything, everything in their Christian life remains unfocused and immature. Miracles no longer happen. What happened with the people of Nazareth is being repeated. Jesus was not able to do miracles there because of their lack of faith. It's from Matthew. So things in the world, yeah, they're, they're pretty bad, right? Like, I think it's just, it's, again, shaking the dimension. Like, things, things are, like, not necessarily, like, they don't look too good, right? But I think as we, we all know, like, we don't have to stay there, right? Like, we have the reality of the cross, right? We have the reality that actually, like, we know that, like, Jesus came, he died for us so that we can actually live in him, right? Because, like, the Lord knows the situation in the world better than we know the situation in the world. Because we have an all-loving, all-powerful, omnipotent God who has a plan. Praise God. Right? And this baptize and this goes back to again, like we and so as the those that are living in their baptismal promise, us in this room, like we have those real rights and real responsibility. Like this is our responsibility to be able to share that that good news. That actually like like we don't have to stay in this reality. That actually, like, we can live in a reality that that actually is freedom. That actually has joy. That actually has a life of abundance. Right? We can share that with people. We can bring them into this life with us, and actually, like, direct them on a path that's going to lead to a life that's going to have eternal consequences. That's a much better path for this. That's going to lead to life rather than death. Right? Um, but guys, we can't do this on our own. I think we know this, right? We can't do it on our own. Like, and, and Jesus knew that. He knew that like, he wasn't able, that, like, that we needed help. That like, it wasn't going to be enough. Like, like, this, like this was all that we needed. This was enough to conquer sin, conquer death. But for us, we needed the Holy Spirit. And this is where if Mary comes before Jesus. I love this image. That where Mary comes before Jesus and breaks the alabaster jar. And, and it floods the home. Right, it's like the smell of the, the perfume flooded the home, and just as the Holy Spirit, like it, before it could come and just dwell in us, it had to learn how to dwell. It's because it's it's God, right? Like Holy Spirit, He is God. Had to like learn how to dwell in us as humans, 
thus the incarnation in Jesus. And so, so just as Mary broke the alabaster jar, Jesus had to be broken on the cross for us. It, it, so that the perfume of, his, of the Holy Spirit could flood the house of his church. That, so for us as the church, who we are the church, St. Paul t- says that we get to be the aroma of the Holy Spirit. Right? Isn't that sick? So like, we are the aroma. We are the aroma of the church that gets to actually go out and be the one to, to actually bring this. That like when it fills the house, that like it has a presence. I think everyone has walked into a house before, right? And there's a candle lit or something. You're like, whoa, like that. Like you like walk into like a wall of like good smelling. It's like that's what I imagine. Like I want people to like like meet us and be like, wow. Like they walk into the wall of the spirit because of like how much how much we're exuding the spirit. So this, thus entering, this is this is where new life in the Holy Spirit comes in. Like this was that's like life in the spirit is by our baptism. But like our, as we're living it, it, it becomes like we, we've met people. Like we've lived it ourselves. I know I don't like I don't think I'm alone in the room that says like that like those graces that I received at my baptism, like they go dormant. Like because like I stop accessing them. Because I don't even realize the access I have to the Father. And so thus entering the new life in the spirit. So I want, this is where I want, just like, real quickly, for, uh, is this right? Yep. Cool. All right. I just made sure. I want to just like real briefly, like, because um, I want, throughout this talk, I'm going to like break it, just like little discussion groups. Because I, I want you guys, because again, I know the reality, like, you guys have these answers. I think you, you know it. So I want you guys talking about it as well. Um, and then we're, and then I'm gonna keep drawing on, drawing also to make sure that you're paying attention, you know. So great. So I want you guys, like groups of like three, just talk about with people next to you, like what does it mean to have like a new life in the spirit? Um, so what does this new life in the spirit? Yeah, what does it mean? What have you heard? Like this, like draw from your like what you've heard in the past. Draw from and in flames, sober intoxication, whatever it might be. Like let's like talk about this. So this is, and this is quick. Like, I want quick answers. I'm going to, I'm like 30 seconds, ready to go. All right, so real quick, can I just get like a couple people over here of like, what, what y'all talk about? What, is, what does it mean to, like, what does new life in the spirit mean? Just a couple people over here, this side of the room. Yeah. So, yeah, walking with authority, spiritual authority. It's good. Anyone else? This side.
we're supposed to live life in the spirit this way, but because we haven't, it seems new to us. Mm -hmm. um, but there's actually like a way that like we're meant to live our lives, and because we have not been doing that for so long, it seems new. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier to distinguish the voice of the Father from the voices. Yeah. Distinguishing the voice of the Father. Can you repeat some of these? Because we can't hear them. Yeah. Like I said, it's distinguishing the voice of the Father. Right? Yes. And Darren was talking about uh, true life. True life. Oh, it said new life is true life. Like it's actually like living like how we were meant to live. Right? Uh, Acting out like with unity and kind of like sac unity and just sacrificial love like without regard for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Uh, one more. Yeah, Psalm 66 has really been on my heart and one of the verses in that psalm it says, come in here, O you who fear the Lord, and I will tell you what the Lord has done for my soul. And I think there are three things happening there. Like one, I've let the Lord do something to my soul. Two, I acknowledge it and I thank him for it. And then three, I'm saying like come and hear what he has done. This is kind of like this three-fold process. That's super good. Um, Dana Rich, everybody. Dana Rich. Uh, yeah, so I think just like summarize a lot of what that was what was being said. But yeah, like that actually like this is like the like the story of actually living the true way that we're meant to live. That, it's, it's those graces from baptism were like kind of dormant and then now they're actually like coming alive and, we'll, and we have, we're living with the authority that we've been given and actually living with the, the access to the Father. We know the Spirit. We're, we're walking in, in that. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of what was being said. And in it too is like baptism of the Holy Spirit. Like we, we throw this term around. A lot, and this. So, Father Cantilla Mesa says that uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit and this new life in the Spirit. Um, it says that this is this is what the Lord has given us as a response to to the dysfunction of to which the Christian life has finds itself in. So, like this is this is the response that the Lord has given. So, I think we see this like throughout, like, I, yeah, we see this throughout history that when people. Like, we're, they know the reality, right? Like, Jesus knows the reality. And then the Pope even prayed for, like, a new Pentecost to happen. And and then in, like, Kansas City, I think it was, like, there was, like, this, like, new Pentecost that happened in, like, the Protestants, um, the Protestant church. But then, like, as we know, like, I, I didn't plan on saying all this, but I'm, I'm going here. But, like, but then it happened, but then for the Catholic Church, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, where everything started, like, was in, in, Pen in Pennsylvania at Duquesne. Yeah, Thank you. I could not think of the college. At Duquesne University. And that's where, like, this new Pentecost was, like, really starting to come alive. Because I think, again, the Lord in his omnipotence knew that we, like, things were going dormant. And we needed to be shook, right? And so, like, that's what the new life in the Spirit is about, is to actually, like, wake us up to reality that, hey, there's more for us. And, like, we're not living how we were, were originally supposed to be living. And so, like, so now he, he's brought us to this place and, and given us the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Great. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, like, what is, what is that? It's, it's people actually begin to experience that they can live and they know with experience the power of the Holy Spirit. They can live and know the experience of a father that loves them. Right? Like, this is, it's like all, that's all part of it. That, like, with baptism of the Holy Spirit... They can actually like, it's 
sometimes like you don't even know what to, how to explain it sometimes because you just but you just deep down know that you have a father that loves you and doesn't nothing else matters because actually I have the father and I know him I've experienced him and that's what baptism of the Holy Spirit does um, and for SVO and like us in SVO SVO is SVO. SBO is SBO because of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and, actually, and as I was preparing this talk, like, we are obligated as and within SBO to preach the graces that come from baptism of the Holy Spirit because of what it has done in our life and what it has done in this movement across the country. Um, so, like, I think Patrick used to say this, SBO is not SBO. Do you know it? SPO is not SPO if you're not preaching the, the, the graces of baptism of the Holy Spirit. So there's multiple ways of saying it. But we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this, this gift that the Lord has given. How many of you How many of you have heard that before, right? That like baptism of the Holy Spirit and that like SPO wouldn't be here had it not been for those graces from baptism. How many of you have heard that? Yeah? Okay, good song of you. Um, so yeah, so about, like, in, in the 80s, Gordy DeMarais, our founder, and Christina Smith, our co-founder, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, they were living, like, I mean, you can talk to Gordy, his father-in-law, and he was not living this. And, but then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I don't know why I said that, but I did. Um, but, so... He, was, he wasn't living this, but then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and things started to come alive. He actually started to realize the reality that he was living was leading to death, and he saw that, the, like, actually, this is, like, life here that I need to actually fight for. So he went to Michigan, right, and he learned a way of life, part of Baxter and SPO in 1985. Boom. That's yeah. the short, longest suite of it. Andrew Keeby. Andrew Keeby, also, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, was at his, right before his junior year, and then was coming and going onto campus and realized, like, his heart broke for campus. That wasn't just, like, any, like, it wasn't just anything that happened. It was because of the grace of baptism of the Holy Spirit that he was able to actually experience the heart of the Father. And so he had that heart, and so he's like, I, I can't do this alone. He realized that he needed help. And he, so he went to Minnesota to get mentored by, by Gordy and, so, and, and learn how to, like, live this life, how to actually build a life, build a culture that's actually going to be centered around this life in the Spirit. And, and that's why we're here. It's because of a few men, a few women that have said, yeah, okay, like, we can't do this on our own. We need help. But, like, let's go. Like, let's actually invite the Spirit and come in power. And we're going to bring it to Ohio State. Right? And let the Spirit do its Spirit thing. Um, I mean, yeah. So there's, like, there's a variety of ways that, like, we can talk. That, like, actually of, of why, I mean, like. I'm sure, like, Packer, Emily, Jaslyn, myself, like, all of us, and I'm sure even number one of you in this room can share, like, like what, like, what has done, what the Lord has done in your life. And I'm going to argue that every one of you, it's because of the fruit of baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, what is baptism in the Holy Spirit? We're throwing around a lot of things. We're talking about what? That's a good question. So, so yeah, so what is baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is it like a magic formula that we get to like, like say these right things and then hope that like, all right, Spirit come. It's like, no, like this isn't like a magic formula. This isn't like anything that we're like, we do. 
This is the Spirit. That's who does it. We, we don't have any control in it. Um, so at, at this point, Dozen's going to, and Gavin are going to hand out, uh, are going to hand out this article. This is from Steve Clark. He's a, a big, very smart man who is like a key leader in, in the movement of um, Sword and Spirit, which that's a whole different ballgame. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so in this article, it's, it's what, it talks about what baptism in the Holy Spirit is, and then it talks about like what it's not. Okay? It's, it's, it's actually super helpful. Um, so great. So real quick, I think... I, just with the people next to you. Hey, so with the people next to you, just share like what your experience is of baptism in the Holy Spirit. I think just like, this is like, and just like briefly, like this doesn't have to be like your full on testimony. This is like literally like, this is what happened when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is how I'm living with, from baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is what I've seen the Lord do. So like, does that kind of make sense? It's like, just briefly, what did, what's, what did happen? What did happen? What happened to you when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit? Bring it back here. Um, I think as y'all were talking, this one thing that I, I I hope that's like helpful, like just hearing this like other people's experience, whether it's like I had no idea, you know, like that's okay. If you have no idea, let's talk. We can we, we can talk about it. But um, I think something. In all this too, I think baptism in the Holy Spirit, something is it's it's not complicated. It's us, his children, who have access to a father who loves us. We just simply get to ask for his spirit. We just simply get to ask, like, Lord, like I pray for a renewal of your spirit. Come now. That, it, that that's it. We that's all we do. Because it's up to the spirit. Like he does the rest. It's it's not about what we do or about how we do it or what we say or doesn't matter what the prayer is as long as you have a faith the faith and openness and then you just ask the Father who loves you for more of His Spirit that's what it's about it's simple it it, is not it's not not complicated praise God Um, Kevin so I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about like great how do we know like kind of like what's like what do we when someone is baptized in the Holy Spirit, or like, what are we like, you know, looking for? I don't know, but like, it's it's, it's sometimes hard to like fully grasp this. Um, so I just wanted Kevin just to share real quickly of like what happened to him yeah, after when he got baptized. <laughs> hey, I know a lot of you probably heard my full testimony, so I'm sorry, but. I'm not sorry. I, I'm not. Hey, let me finish. I'm not sorry. The testimony is a spirit of prophecy. So, amen. yeah. Um. So yeah, I had an experience of morning prayer. Um. And I, I had no idea what was going on the entire time it was going on. Um. Anyways, so yeah, then the father, like the father, really spoke to me. So anyways, I left there, and um, I got back to my dorm, and I was gonna go back to sleep, but then I was like, I can't go back to sleep, and so I was like. Okay, I'm going to go read the Gospels. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go read the Gospels because I don't know what else to do. And so then I go, my clothes on. Um, wait, my clothes on. I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be bad. I'm good. 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 I'm good.
That's okay. Keep going. You're good. Keep going. Um, cool. So, um, I'm about to go into Thompson, and um, so I was walking about a 12 minute walk, and I put my headphones in to listen to the usual music. Right before I walk out, it's the pouring rain. Um, I'm just like, you know what? I can't listen to my regular music. So, for the first time ever, um, I just typed worship to Spotify, click the first thing that I saw, and whoo! That a 12 minute walk to Thompson, just getting absolutely drenched. I didn't have an umbrella or anything, was almost more powerful than the experience at morning prayer because it was my body was doing what my body was meant to do for the first time actually whether I whether or not I knew it or not I was worshiping and it was every step I just felt literally like I was seeing everything new for the first time like it was insane like my memory of that day is, is like you know it's like two years ago now um but like when I think about the way I was looking around that like literally just my surroundings that day it's literally like just like you know, like the part in the Wizard, uh, what is it? Wizard of Oz, when it goes from the black and white to the color. It's like, that's not cheesy, but like, I'm being for real right now. Like, it was that serious. And I was just like, whew, you know? And, <laughs> and so then, yeah, I went to, um, when you read the Gospels in the 11th floor of Thompson. Come on. Uh, and, um, and then I, uh, yeah, I skipped my first couple classes that day because I was just so, just, you know, yeah. I still get speechless, if you can't tell. And, um, cause how can I put this into words? Uh, and then, I went to my first class, and, of the, well, well, I went to my third class. And, <laughs> and I was sitting in my class, so was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't come here to play school. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I was sitting in my class, just still listening to my music, and my, it was actually really cool. I'm in this classroom again this year. Um, oh, yeah. um, um, but I was just watching my classmates, classmates file in, and all of a sudden, the father just pierced my heart. Like, he's never pierced my heart still to this day. And he just broke my heart for his children. Um, because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. Does everyone, does everyone feel like this all the time? And he was just like, no, no, no. And from that moment, I just, my heart just broke. And I just, I just couldn't live with myself knowing that not, uh, not everyone knows that. Um, and it was, it, was, it was wild. It was insane. Um, so then I picked up my phone and I texted Brother Nathaniel. And I was like, bro, things are changing. And from that moment, we went and had an amazing conversation. And bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Yes. So, I think when, baptism in the Holy Spirit, what it does, again, it like stirs this stuff up, but then it, that's like the Holy Spirit coming. Uh, everything else talked about, like you're saying, it's like, this is the stuff that like things started to change in his life. Like, right? Like that's what he texted uh, at that time, Greg. Like that's what he texted him saying, like, that, that's who he, yeah, like things are changing. Um, so... Like when someone's baptized in the Holy Spirit, right? Like they begin to praise God and worship God with a new freedom, right? Like he was walking, worshiping God. And then like things like, he, like I said, like things went from black and white to color. Like it was just like, there's this new freedom that he had. Um, they experienced a new ability to talk to people about Christ. They experienced a deeper peace and joy. Um, they experienced, um, they were drawn 
to being a part of a people and being formed in the community of Christ. They experience the Holy Spirit leading the community in worship and being guided by the Spirit. They are taught by the Spirit. That, I think that's a lot of what he, like, Kevin was talking about. And, like, Kevin was just, it's just a good example because, like, you hear him talk about it and there's just something, like, you can't deny what he just said. Like, that's, like, real. Like, this, and, but, like, it's not just for Kevin, right? Like, I pray and hope it's not. Like, I, I'm sure, again, none, a number of you can also probably relate to that. But some of you are probably like, sweet, that was awesome that happened to Kevin. Like, well, for me, like, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, nothing happened. I was actually, like, I remember, like, leaving that night, and I was like, this. Because <laughs> I was like, Lord, like, what the heck was that? Like, I thought something, like, fun was supposed to happen, you know? Or, like, I thought I was to, like, float around or, like, you know, like, walk around and see, like, color for the first time, you know? Like, but, like, nothing happened. But what did happen is that, like, I had a desire for mission that I, like, I didn't even realize. I actually, like, like since that day... Obviously, I'm not perfect at it, but, like, I've picked up a Bible and read scripture just about every day. Obviously, like, there's some days that I, I like, I didn't do that. I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. But, but you know, like, like, I think from there, there there's, like, like, again, nothing necessarily happened. But, like, I can look back on my life and see, like, that was a moment. But, actually, it was, that was, like, when the Spirit came in my life in a real way. And then every day since then, like, things have changed in my life. Like, I was supposed to go to LSU and... I always joke that I would either be a focus missionary right now or a physical therapist. Yeah. Living my life down in Louisiana, you know, like eating gumbo and stuff. But, but I praise the Lord like that's not my life. And I'm like so grateful for the Lord that that's not the life he had me. Because I would have been a decent Catholic. But like I don't want to live a decent life. I want to live an incredible life, right? I want to live a life that's actually going somewhere. That like when we get to like that, like, people get to, I get to experience and just, like, see a guy like Kevin come alive. Like, that's what a gift, you know? Like, and that's, I've, I get to see, like, men and women that have, didn't know who they were know who they are because of the Spirit. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Like, this is, this, is, this is what we get to do. This is our life. It's a good life that we live. Amen? Yeah. And, guys, and so this is the part. Like, this is where Fan of the Flame comes in. Like, this whole thing. New life in the Spirit. All of this. Like, but, like, Fan of the Flame is just, like... Just one moment. It's just one weekend. But it's a weekend that can change someone's life forever. Right? Like this is a weekend that can go from, from someone like actually kind of living or doing a decent job or whatever. But actually this is a weekend that can change the trajectory of their life and generations to come. Amen? Amen. Now, is baptism in the Holy Spirit? Or I guess back up real quick. What is the goal of fan in the flame? Is it baptism of the Holy Spirit? No. Uh, no. Yes. Anyone? No. Yes. Yes. Sure. Kinda. No. I mean, like, yes, but no. No, it's not. I'm gonna say it's not. Baptism in the Holy Spirit isn't because, like, actually, the goal is for men and women to live a life, a new life in the Spirit for the rest of their life. Yes. That's it, which is gonna be done at baptism in the Holy Spirit because, like, that's where things start to change. Like, that's where, like, the, the graces are shaken up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, like, the goal isn't baptism in the Holy Spirit. The goal is a new life in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The goal is someone to come in and actually live as a disciple, as a, as a disciple for the rest of their life. For all of their life, for the rest of their life. Right? And then, and then this, is, this is where we get to step in as our responsibility. This is our responsibility as those um, who, who are already living this life. And we get to invite people into this with us. Um, so John 16... 
John 15, so it says, this is where Jesus looks at his disciples and says, it's better for me to go away. It's better for me to actually go so that the Spirit can come. For if I do not go, the Spirit will not come. That's what he says. Like, and, that, so this, and this is the invitation for us. Like, this is why actually living this life in the Spirit matters. And this is why like, we can't even declare Jesus as Lord without the Holy Spirit. And this is why for us and to bring more people into this with us. That like, actually like, inviting people to bend and flame, inviting people into life with us, by inviting people into to the Spirit is actually matters because it has the eternal consequence like we talked about. Does that kind of make sense? And the, just to, we were quick, this, this whole talk wasn't just like convince you it might be the Holy Spirit to fan the flame. This was to talk about why baptism the Holy Spirit matters. Get it? Yeah. Cool. Anyways, baptism uh, so the Holy Spirit it matters. It's important. And uh, now I think all that to say, as well, just to kind of start to land the ship here. I just want to acknowledge a couple things. I want to acknowledge that right now, like. You probably don't experience a whole lot of what I, what I read off earlier about like scripture coming alive or having this desire to be in community or like you might be pretty frustrated with somebody in your house. You might be pretty mad at a brother or sister or you might be annoyed or you might not actually experience like Jesus in a personal way or scripture might be pretty dull right now. And I want to say like that's okay. That is okay. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be be a little dry. It's okay. But with that, I say, Jesus has more for us. Yeah. That Jesus has more in store for our life. That, like, I understand that there's frustrations. I understand that there's dryness. I understand, but there's still more. That, like, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, or you wouldn't be here. I'm pretty confident in saying that. That, like, you were, like, you're here for a reason. And in the house, and the dorm that you're living in, you're there for a reason, right? Like, and, and so it's okay if you're, you're not feeling like super jazzed about fanning the flame right now. Or you're not, if it's okay that you're like hearing what I'm saying, but you're like, great, I just don't care right now, Michael. That's okay, <laughs> really. Like, it's okay. But I still will say there's still more for you. Because at the end of the day, our baptismal right is that we get to be Jesus to this world. We get to be the face of Jesus. Like, when we say, like, be who you were meant to become, it is Jesus. That is who you were meant to become. Because of his baptism, because of his spirit, you're able to be the face of Jesus to this world. And we need that. We need the Jesus. We need Jesus that is in you to live in this world. That is what makes community so powerful, is when they actually live into their baptismal identity as Jesus. And, and that's that's what I want to close in here. We're going we're to go into worship right now. And I just want us to come with that image. That, that Jesus lives in us. And that we get to share that with the world. And there's so much to rejoice in. And so we can actually come before him in rejoicing. And to be his face. To be his, um, be the men and women that he's called us to be. But that's by being him. Um, so... Yeah, so I think... Yes. Uh, I just want to say this to everyone. Um, I know some people. Do it, John. Come on, John. Um, I know for me, coming into SVO my, my sophomore year, um, 
this is very new to me, and so like, like obviously Michael speaks a lot of conviction, but like I grappled with this a lot, and I still do. Um, like Packer just sent me something today. Um, so I just, I, if you're not like super like familiar with this yet, like don't be afraid to grapple with it and like read and like see truth and like actually like don't just be like, okay, this is what Michael's saying, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, so just encourage Like I, I still grapple with this today. Yeah, and then and with it too is like uh, we want to grapple with you. You know, like it's good, like because this is how we grow too. So like, talk to John, talk to me, talk to like the people in your houses about this. Like this, yeah, and this is this is why you have household dinner. <laughs> like this, like honestly, like this is like the household dinner is the place that we can grapple over this type of stuff. Um, but thank you, John. That's good. Um, so yeah, so let's let's stand, clear the chairs, um, and we're gonna jump into. Worship.